0: It's our first guest of the day, it's Scott Satterfield joining us from the University of Louisville. You're on in an area that means a lot to you, Scott. Greensboro, Winston-Salem, and the Triad, close to the mountainous area you called home for a long time. What are some of the things you miss doing when you (laughs) ventured out into Winston and Greensboro?
1: Well, I mean, just, you know, just being in the area is the one thing you miss. Um, you know, like like to go play golf there in the area. And, um, you know, and from all my time being at App State and, and my family being in the in the Durham area, Hillsborough area, you know, I drove through Winston and Greensboro. I can do it blindfolded. I mean, uh, you know, so I know all the stops. I know where I need to get some gas, where I need to get some food. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to come through there. So, um, uh, you know, I think more than anything, it's familiar. You know, it's, you know, it's something that's familiar to you that you, uh, you've been around so many years. And uh, so that's kind of what you miss. But I get to come back a couple times a year, and I go to the high country and go, to, go up to Boone, and then I go see my mom and my, my brother and my family. So, um, you know, matter of fact, just left this past week to go back to Louisville from there.
0: My, I met my wife in Winston-Salem, got married a month and two days ago, and that's where we live now. Your wife, remind me. Is it true that one of your teammates back in college <laughs> pretended to be you to ask her out yeah, on the first date? That is
1: true, and that teammate would be Sean Elliott, who's the head coach at Georgia State now. Wow! <laughs> yeah, he was in my dorm room one night, and uh, you know, and he called, and we had already corresponded a little bit, but he he picked the phone up and called her and asked her out. And she thought it was me, and then he threw the phone to me, and I finished the conversation. So, but he is the. Uh, he is the person that initially asked my wife out. Now we just we just celebrated our twenty sixth year of being married, so it worked out pretty good.
0: Congratulations! Yeah. What was the first date?
1: First date was in Boone, North Carolina. I took her to the Dollar Movie. Uh, we saw Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that must be a meaningful movie for you guys. Yeah, it's not a very good movie, but uh, <laughs> but
1: but it was. I tell you what else? Funny story about that. At the time, I, was, I had a my car was a. A hatchback Chevy Citation, terrible car. My dad paid $500 for it. It's awful. Now, Sean Elliott, who had asked her out originally, his dad was in a used car uh, business. He had a very nice Pathfinder. So I had to borrow his car to take my wife out on her very first date. So not only did he ask her out, I used his
0: car to take her out. So Scott Satterfield joining us, WSJS News Talk Sports. So Appalachian State's first game of the year is going to be against North Carolina yeah. at Kid Brewer Stadium. When Mac Brown was there, I don't think it was called Kid Brewer Stadium at the time, but uh, when App State joined the top level of college football, how many times did you knock on that door to try and make what Sean Clark's going to see as a reality, having Carolina in that yep. building?
1: yeah I think you know it's something that over the years that you you know you're always striving to be that way you know to be able to host a team like a North Carolina you know when I played it out we're just we're in the southern conference you know a small school and we're having ten twelve thousand people that'd be a big crowd back in the day when we when we played there and now you know they're they're packing this place out and it's the first time the season tickets have sold out and uh you know and and being able to host a team like like North Carolina when I was there, we hosted a Wake Forest we hosted a Miami um, you know, so several teams from the ACC, and, and now they just continue that trend, and uh, you know, which is awesome. It's awesome, you know, because it the games like that help continue to build the program in Boone because um, it generates revenue, you know, and, it, and you're able to continue to, to put in the facilities and put in the coaching staff, and and to, and to continue to grow that, that that great product they have up on the mountain.
0: Scott, you were a quarterback. Looking at this conference, you've got a tremendous quarterback in Malik Cunningham, but really across the league. Sam Hartman, DJ yep. Ui, Ungadalay, Devin Leary, Brennan Armstrong. I don't really think it's an argument that this is the best conference when it comes to quarterbacks. But you've been around for a while. Have you ever seen a collection of yep. talent like this in one conference no, at I, that position? Think about you know, go back to last year. You know when you had
1: you know the first round draft pick out of Pitt, um, <laughs> and, then, and then North Carolina had a pretty good one too. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, we're kind of carrying that on again last year, this year with some great quarterbacks and a lot of different styles of quarterbacks. You know, you have some of your pocket passers. You have guys like Malik that can run. You have guys that look like a defensive end, like, like DJ at Clemson that's huge. Uh, you know, so there's, they come in all shapes and sizes, but they're all really, really good, good players. Now, what that means is you're going to get a lot of points scored in the ACC because if you have quarterback play like that, these offenses are hard to stop, and then what it comes down to is, all right, who can ha- who can play the best defense? So, if I can get a couple of stops on defense, then we're going to have a chance to win because we feel like these quarterbacks are going to score a lot of points. And I think that's why like last year. Pitt had one of the best defenses in the country, and Pitt ended up winning the ACC. And uh, you know, I think that's why Clemson's there year in and year out too because how well they play defense. So I think. A lot of the quarterbacks and a lot of these offenses get a lot of notoriety, uh, but I think the ones that play the best defense are the ones that are toward the top, You know, like at NC State last year as well. And NC State this year will have one of the better defenses also.
0: Do you look at what Wake Forest did last year and tell your group, look, nobody thought that that team would win the Atlantic Division. Everybody said it was a foregone conclusion. It was Clemson for a half decade, and Wake's playing in that game. Why not us? Do you use that as an example? Yeah, absolutely.
1: We, we, we look at that. We look at last year to say, guys, this thing is wide open. You know, look what Wake did. Look what Pitt did. You know, and then Pitt ends up winning the whole thing. And, uh, you know, and I think um, that lets you know. And then we and just we can go and look at our own schedule last year in our ACC games. You know, we take Clemson down to the two-yard line to win the game. Just didn't, didn't get it done. Um, Wake Forest kicked a, a last-second field goal to beat us. Uh, you know, so we were right there with them. And that gives our guys a little bit of confidence. Hey, we can compete with everybody in ACC. We got a lot of guys coming back, a lot of production that's coming back. And then we added a few key pieces to help our defensive side of the ball. So uh, it gives our guys a lot of confidence to know that we got an opportunity, a chance, man, to come in here and and make some noise in ACC this year.
0: Scott. There are a lot of people listening to this who are rooting for your Cardinals out in an area I know you love. Thanks for always making time for it.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate everybody and uh, miss everybody, but uh, always good to be back home.
2: Thank you.
0: Now the head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, Dave Clawson, joins us here at ACC kickoff. And I got to start by giving you a shout-out for a second because I was out on my honeymoon a few weeks ago And you might have given Sarah Bradford and I the best restaurant recommendation. It's another example of Demon Deacons being everywhere. We went to a place called Rhubarb in uh, Asheville where we were staying at Grove Park Inn. And not only was the guy a huge Demon Deacon fan, the guy who runs, who's the chef there, uh, John Fleer, he also said huge fan of the radio station too was a fan of what we do around here as well. So I gotta give you props to start things out.
3: Good, well I, uh, I had a chance to meet John, I've been to the restaurant a handful of times, and uh, he grew up right on faculty drive on the Wake Forest campus, that his dad was a professor at Wake Forest, and uh, you know he kind of established his reputation as a chef at a place called Blackberry Farm up in Tennessee. And uh, so anytime I'm in Asheville, that's a a place I love to stop by.
0: Yeah, if anybody else is ever in Asheville, Rhubarb's the place you need to go. Starting next season, this is something that you've been talking with us about for a while. Divisions no longer going to be a thing, and Virginia Tech is going to be a permanent opponent for you guys, only two and a half hours away. And on top of that, they have a coach that once upon a time Your first position coach position as a coach was at Buffalo, and he was one of your defensive backs, right, Brent Pry? Yeah,
3: Brent uh, was in my – I was the secondary coach at Buffalo in 1991, and Brent was one of our our safeties. And uh, I got to know him then, and, you know, I certainly know his dad. His dad was a a coach at Buffalo and a longtime coach at East Stroudsburg. And uh, so I have a – what is it, 31-year history with Brent.
0: That must be pretty satisfying as a coach, not just to see your former players thrive in whatever they do after they leave, but on top of that, share conference meetings with you as well.
3: Yeah, I haven't, uh, again, Brett and I haven't stayed close, uh, but it was good to see him, and I had a chance to meet his wife, and, uh, yeah, that's part of the rewards of coaching is is seeing guys develop and grow in their profession, whatever it may be.
0: What's a specific area you you've seen improvement in the defense and you expect to see it with brad lambert now at the controls
4: oh
3: i i mean i i just think we're a a little bit more aggressive Um, you know he's just there's a he's very experienced you know he's been around for a lot of years he's seen everything i don't think anything is going to be new to him and he's got a great familiarity with Wake Forest and North Carolina and our recruiting territory. So it was a really, it was a very good and easy fit.
0: Dave Clawson's with us here. I remember one time before you told us that there'd be a bowl game in Alaska, the, next, the first time Wake Forest gets picked to do anything in the ACC or gets projected to go to a big bowl game. But all the hype here, a lot of people talking about your Deeks. What's it been like for you today to be around all these media types and they, for the first time really since you've arrived here, talking about you guys being a contender in the league?
3: Well, Josh, you're only in my third interview and this is my ninth ACC media day. So I think any time as a head coach, you can make it nine media days in a row in a conference. That's an accomplishment, right? Usually sure. they don't. we don't last this long. So I'm very fortunate. Uh, You know, by your ninth year, you want expectations, right? I mean, we we want people to consider us a good program and and to be a contender. Uh, I don't think that can change how we go about our daily work, our daily tasks. Um, We didn't let people dictate how we felt about ourselves when we were picked sixth and seventh. And I don't think we can let outside expectations change how we operate now that we're going to be picked, you know, Probably not at the bottom for one of the few times.
0: Dave Clausen is here with us, WSGS News Talk Sports for the Triad. The last time we met here, we were talking about college football playoff expansion, and you said, I'm in favor, for, in favor of it as the head coach of Wake Forest because it's probably going to be good for our access, but you didn't think it was good for college football. How has your opinion on the playoff evolved on the, on the expansion front?
3: I, I, I still i am for it. Uh, I'd like to see it expanded. Um, I think it'd be good for Wake Forest. I do think it'd be good for college football, but I think you have to go back and say, okay, how many games do we really want these guys playing? What does the calendar look like? Are the players for it, right? How does this work with your high-end players to get ready for the NFL draft? Are we going to shift the calendar at all, right? I think it could be really bad that if you ever get to a point that you have... uh, players, you know, players right now are already opting out of bowl games. Um, You know, do they opt out of playoff games? Um, I I just think that it has to be done. Uh, Is it best for the players? And I think that their input on this shouldn't be overlooked.
0: Dave Clawson, always appreciate you spending the time in the Tribe. We'll see you sometime soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Josh. Let's get Dave Dorn on the show right now. I'm going to hand over the headset to to Dave. Give the headset to Dave. We got... Dave Doran now joining us, and we'll turn his headphones on real quick. And B-Dot's in here as well. How you doing,
2: Coach? Good, man. How are you?
0: Doing great. Dave Doran now joining us. We'll get to the big four in a bit. Coach. How you doing? How's your day, been?
2: It's good, man. I'm at the end of it here, which is good. <laughs> I'm but glad a we lot of, be. You know, it's fun to come to these when people think you're going to be a good team versus the other, so... <laughs> yeah you know answering those questions <laughs> makes it a little better than so do you feel like man coach you guys really right. suck you know <laughs> I, was gonna
4: ask, I wanted to ask I you something. Bet.
0: a month ago when we chatted i told you i was going to turks and Caicos for my oh, honeymoon yeah. and we were going to be hanging out maybe by the water and you said you didn't have any good fishing stories yet at that point yeah but to tell ask you at kickoff
2: yeah so i had a couple good trips we uh we went up to um, blowing rock and fished with um an outfit called the speckled trout and actually nc state grad eric brinker took us out um went up to the watauga river had a good day there and then i just got back from a fly fishing trip in montana with two of my sons and a good friend of mine from high school uh, up in whitefish montana floated the flathead river it was awesome
0: what's your favorite body of water to be on
2: you know i really like fly fishing if if i can be in the mountains on a, a good river fishing for trout that's what i enjoy the most um Outside of that, I'm probably be somewhere, you know, um, with good music and cold drinks where I'm catching fish, whether it's a lake or an ocean, I really don't care. I just don't want to be in a boat that's facing big seas, you know. I'm not a big fan of that. When you get out in the, the coast where those waves are crashing, I'm not into that.
0: Dave Doran's here with us. Now, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but I'm sure there's going to be time to talk about alignment. and. What are some of the other popular things you've been asked about college football playoff today i'm sure probably i didn't hear
2: about that you know our our 355 model has come up uh the alignment stuff nil you know those are kind of the topics
0: so you spent a couple of years at usc i don't think we've ever talked about it um if you were there let's say you were the head coach of usc right now and you were joining the big 10 What would worry you as a coach about the travel schedule they're looking at year to year?
2: That would worry me a lot. You know, not the competitive part of it, but the the time zone changes. You're playing a noon kickoff somewhere, and, you know, for you, that's two hours earlier. Um, So your guys are getting up at 6 a.m., which is 4 a.m. to them. That's tough, man. And You're going to go play at Minnesota or Wisconsin in November outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? like. I would be worried about that, time zones and climate. Um, financially, I understand the Big Ten makes a lot of money, so that part of it's great for all those teams. But I wish we could keep it a little more geographic as we do this realignment stuff. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Do you have got any good Carson Palmer stories from back in the day?
2: Yeah, so I was at SC uh, when Carson was a freshman. He was actually our scout team quarterback for about a week. And uh, Carson was a stud, and uh, he would lift with the offensive line, which was impressive. And then he would hang out when the receivers lifted and encourage them. Wow. You could just see immediately that he was a guy people gravitated to. He treated everybody with great respect and had a fun personality. He was an awesome guy. Do you
0: see common traits between the great quarterbacks you've coached at NC State, which gets dubbed quarterback you, Carson Palmer, and even the guy you have this year in Devin Leary?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, everywhere I've been, I've been fortunate. Um, I mean, even at Montana, John Edwards won a national championship for us. You know, at Kansas, Todd Reesing was a great player. At Wisconsin, Scott Tolzien was a great player.
0: Wow, you coached Scott Tolzien? Um,
2: Scott was our quarterback. I was the defensive coordinator. But, you know, at Northern Illinois, we had Jordan Lynch and uh, was a Heisman. I think he finished third in the Heisman. Um, and now, you know, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Finley, and and, and Devin. So, I've been around a lot of good quarterbacks. Um, they're all different. They all possess some similarities and some differences. One thing is the players respect them, you know, and, and the way they work and their, their consistent treatment of their teammates and their consistent buy into grinding, I think, is one thing that makes all those guys very similar.
0: we got Dave Doran here with us, BDOT sitting in as well.
4: You and always
2: this fine, Coach? Always. <laughs> <laughs> You look like you're a very
4: serious guy, though, man. Like, oh, yeah. Let me just ask from last year's success. I know I um, have a lot of friends who are Wolfpack fans and just yeah. talk a lot of trash. What was the best win that you, all, that you can remember from last year? You know, we had
2: two kind of signature wins last year. The double overtime win with Clemson uh, was a great one. Yes. Because we hadn't beaten them, and not many people have. Uh, right. You know, that was huge. But the comeback win against UNC uh-huh. and the way that happened with, the, you know, scoring two touchdowns in 26 seconds unreal coach so both of those are you know hard to pick between you know what i mean because they were both so i mean they're lifelong wins when you look at nc state football they'll both be remembered
0: let's right. talk about um for a second yeah because studs. he's right down the road and i'll tell you what do you replace a guy like Iki?
2: yeah i mean it's hard to replace a guy like I mean, i'm not gonna say you can't but he was so special he's so good he's He's the best, like, run-blocking offensive lineman I've ever watched in person, and i got to watch it every day. But the way he practiced, the way he trained, the way he acted, the way he treats people, his family, the whole thing, it was a true blessing to be in his life. And uh, I'm a better coach because I coached him, you know. I mean, it was awesome. And I'm fired up he's here in Charlotte. I think mean, it's great. A lot of people are. Yeah.
0: Does losing a player like that even affect the way you can call a game as a play caller?
2: Yeah, no, everything we did uh, and, and will continue to do is about our players' talents. So we took advantage of Icky. Yeah, I mean, we're going to run behind them. <laughs> like, which way do you want to run the zone play? Well, let's make it where he's blocking down. Which way do we run around the counter? Let's do this. If it's, you know, a pin-pull play, let's let Icky be the polar, Like, everything was centered around how we could utilize his skill set. And moving forward, it may be a different lineman that we do the same thing with. i got
0: to ask you this. I'm an East Carolina graduate. You're opening with East Carolina whose fans – let's just say they can be passionate from time <laughs> to time that's probably a good way to put it yeah you when we chatted with you earlier in the off season you said you've told your guys you saw what happened to that team in blue last year with right. all the expectations that were given to them but more importantly you saw what happened when they went into a buzzsaw their first game at virginia tech do you use that as an example to say this is something that could happen to you if you're not ready going into greenville
2: yeah i mean we use everything we can as coaches to remind players about what can happen right and ECU's got a good program. Coach Houston's a really good head coach. He's won everywhere he's been. He's got good players, returning starter, quarterback, and playing at ECU at noon, it's going to be hot. And their fans will be fired up, you know? So it's a good opener for us, because we're going to play at Clemson. That's a loud place to play. We're going to play at Louisville. So it's nice to open the season in a place that's going to have a really good crowd.
0: Got any friends who played at NC State? Any of these triad kids that no, went not, to play for the pack?
2: Not yet. Not yet, but hope the coach will get, recruit some and I can I'll brag about him in the future.
0: Yeah, you looked at Breon Pass trying to get in the
2: playoffs. I right? like Breon. Yeah, he's a good basketball player for us. I would have loved to have had him as a receiver. I'm he was at a your stud, team, too. Yeah,
0: you've got like yeah. a dozen guys on your team that are from the Triad. What are some of the restaurants or frequent areas you visit in the Triad when you're out that way, when you're recruiting? Honestly, I
2: couldn't tell you. I mean, usually <laughs> if I'm out, in an area I'm eating at someone's house. As that is an important area, though, for you. No, it is. Yeah, but most of the head coach duties involve home visits when you're recruiting. and So I don't get to go frequent a restaurant very often in a town, you know. Smart.
4: What's the goal for the team this year? I mean, of course, win and do better than last year, but, like, are you a coach that says, "Listen, we're trying to get into the, to the to the college football playoffs"? Like yeah. is that on the bulletin board material? Absolutely no. Yeah.
2: I mean, we want to win the Atlantic, which puts us in the championship game. We want to win that game and see where it takes us, man. Right. You know, I mean, that's the goal. And if we stay healthy, we should be a team that can do that.
0: Dave, that's what's up. Thanks for making the time for yeah, man. Us. Thanks I know for having had a long me. Day. Good that's luck to Dave you. Need to get you a
2: Wolfpack
4: shirt, dude. And you might have to do that. I might. <laughs> I mean, I might damn, get, what's up <laughs> with that? I mean, you know, I'm a six-man for Carolina basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: arena host at the Smith Center for all their yes, games. sir, for the basketball team. So, okay, but
4: the football. Yeah. So I have allegiance to you know different programs as well. You <laughs> dig. but the way you all got that dub last year, that was very impressive. Appreciate bro. you being very oh, impressive. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. So